chapter 25 of Proverbs. Okay. That's their prayers. Is, is mom there behind you, Dad? No, she's in Bible study. Okay. All right. Well, let's say our prayers then. Yes. Father, thank you for this opportunity to read your word um, as a family, as a body of Christ. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come together. And and uh, no matter what our circumstances are in the world, Lord, we know that you're with us and that you're walking us through it. And we trust that you're using all things to the good of those who believe. And and no matter how tough it gets, I know that you're going to be there on the other side waiting for us to graduate and come through. Please always be there. Please be patient with us. Please lead us, teach us, and help us to help each other. As we read your word tonight, we pray that you'd open up our eyes, open up our hearts, help us to receive. Spirit, come and teach us. Come upon us, come in us. Please forgive us for our sins that we have against you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I believe you. Hello, Sam. <laughs> Hi, Lib. Hi. Hi, Scott. Aaron's been Aaron's been on the, the line with us a bunch of times and saw your name on there. And then just the other night he asked me, wait a second. That's Olive from California? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was supposed to ask him, do you still remember Cause, me, Because <laughs> he, was, he, he, was, he was pretty young, you know? So that's, yeah, I, I remember yeah. that, yes. He did. That's nice. He's, and I said, you didn't know who it was? He goes, well, I didn't want to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're both like, yeah. okay. <laughs> So, I'm glad he remembered. Yeah. So chapter 25, uh, verse 1. These are also Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied out. Or these are the Proverbs, uh, the wise sayings of Solomon that were copied down by the men of Hezekiah, the king of Judah. <laughs> it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But the honor of kings is to search out the matter. And, and that, has, that has a superficial meaning. That means that, means that, it, that a king is going to find out the truth. A king is going to sit in judgment. And he's going to find out the truth. And there's a, there is a, a, a spiritual meaning to that also, as all true, truly wise things are multi-layered and multifaceted. This is one of those things that says... <coughs> It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. God hides things from us in his word. He hides wonderful revelations. He hides wonderful power and nuggets and, and treasures in his word. And, and I, believe that, I believe that's to uh, create in us a desire I, I, I believe so too. But he he truly delights when we seek it out, 
especially yes. when we find it and we revel in it. Amen. Um, yeah. And so, so when it says it's the honor of kings to search out a matter that in the spiritual, we're all, we are all princes and princesses. We are all kings and queens in the, in the spiritual sense because we are sons and daughters of the God most high. All right. Okay. And, and so when we search out these things, we're searching out these spiritual truths, which, which, which should be the most important truth, the only truth that matters to us. And, and I'm telling you, there is truly, truly power hidden in God's word. Yes. There are nuggets of God's word that when you get hold of it, you know that getting hold of it or finding that piece of treasure will change your life. Yes. It will absolutely change your life. Uh, verse three. The heaven for height and the earth for depth and the heart of kings is unsearchable. What does it mean? It means like the heavens for height and the earth for depths, the mind of a king is unfathomable. Okay. We don't understand what are the thoughts that are in his head. Right. Take away the dross from the silver and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. The dross is when you're refining metal, any metal, any metal that you refine, any metal that you smelt, the impurities will come to the top. Gold, silver, steel, whatever it might be, the impurities will always come to the top. And so the dross with silver is the impurities. It's the white metal full of porosity that comes to the top when you're smelting silver. And so what it says is take away the dross from the silver and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. And indeed it will. You'll get a very fine grade of silver without porosity in it porosity is the little pinholes makes it makes yeah. it like a sponge and and verse five says take away the wicked from before the king and his throne shall be established in righteousness take away the wicked take away the wicked from before the king and his throne shall be established in righteousness another interpretation of that says <clears throat> I'm going to read the two verses together in another interpretation, okay? When you remove the dross from the silver, you will have sterling silver ready for the silversmith. So when you remove the dross, you've got sterling silver ready for the silversmith. When you remove corrupt men from the king's court, his reign will be just and fair. So so God's word wants you to compare the two. He wants you to think about the king's court and about the silver. He's saying if you remove the dross from the silver, you'll end up with sterling silver. So what will happen with the king's court when you also remove the dross? When you remove the impurities? You cleanse it. You cleanse it. You cleanse it and you will have a fine product. You will have a fine product in justice. You will have a fine product in leadership. You'll have fine wisdom. All of the product that remains will be sterling. Yes. Put not forth thyself in the presence of the king. Stand not in the place of great men. For better it is that it be said unto thee, Come up hither, that thou should be put in 
that thou shouldest be put lower in the presence of the prince whom thine eyes have seen. Let me give us something easier to read. Jake, read us those two verses from your interpret from your translation. Don't brag about yourself before the king and pretend you are important. It is much better for the king to invite you to take a more important position than to embarrass you in front of his officials. Amen. Let me give another one now. Do not put yourself forward in the presence of the king. Do not stand in the place of great men. For it's better to be told, come up here to this higher place than that you should be told, go down there to this lower place in the prince's presence. Jesus also gave us a parable very similar than that. He said, when you come into the, to the table at the banquet, sit in the lowest place. Don't, don't come and, and, and sit in the high place because it's better that you go sit in the low place and be humble. And they honor you and say, come here, come here, come up here by the better place, you know, than for you, than you to come and sit in the better place. And they come in and say, hey, you need to go down to the end of the table. We got some important people to sit here. Right. You know. So always take the lower place and get invited up. We all need to remember that when we enter heaven. Right. Because I'll bet you anything, there's there's a test for us there. There's going to be some places where we can go sit in the humble seats or we can go sit in the glorified seats. And Jesus is going to be watching. Go not forth hastily to strive, lest thou know not what to do in the end thereof, when thy neighbor hath put thee to shame. What does that mean? It means what your eyes have seen, bring not forth hastily against an opponent. For what will you do later on when the neighbor puts you to shame? What your eyes have seen, bring not forth hastily against an opponent. Or, let's see, let's see, do not go forth in haste to contention or to a lawsuit. Lest when you plead your cause at the end, your neighbor wins. Don't go pick a fight that you can't win. Mm -hmm. don't go pick a fight unless god tells you go and fight don't don't go running to the battle unless you know that god has already blessed that battle and is with you in it verse nine debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself and discover not a secret to another <laughs> Lest he that heareth it put thee to shame, and thy infamy turns not away. What does that mean? It means debate your cause with your neighbor himself, and do not disclose the secret to another. In other words, go to your neighbor privately. Right. Debate the problem with them privately. Okay? And don't go telling other people what you guys talked about. Don't go putting them to shame. Don't go gossiping about it later. Okay? Lest he who hears it reproach you and many people mock you. Yeah. So you'll when, when you go and you gossip about a situation, even if you warn the situation, you go and you gossip about a situation, you bring yourself to shame. Argue your own case with your neighbor, but do not reveal another man's secrets or he will reproach you when he hears of it. And your indiscretion will be beyond recall. There'll be no undoing your indiscretion. Right. You can never undo 
something you've already done to somebody. You can't undo it. You can ask for their forgiveness. You can try to make it right, but you cannot undo it. You cannot make it not happen. <coughs> Verse 11. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. As an earring of gold and as an ornament of fine gold, so is the wise reprover upon an obedient ear. So it means a word spoken at the right time will be a beautiful thing. It'll be like citrons of gold in curiously engraved works of silver. So you see this bowl of silver with gold fruit in it. It's just going to be a beautiful thing. Okay. If, if it's the words that are spoken at the right time. A wise reprover to an ear a tent is like a ring of gold and an ornament of standard gold. So, so what does that mean? A wise reprover, number one, a wise reprover has, has wise words. And number two, they're going to reprove at the right time. They're going to reprove at the right time. As the cold of snow in the time of harvest. So is a faithful messenger to them that send him, for he refreshes the soul of his master. So like, like snow that cools a harvest drink, so is a messenger who can be trusted. He is a treat to those who send him. Now, you, we got to put things in perspective because they didn't have a refrigerator with ice in it. Right. So, so to them, a true treat was if they had snow from the mountains that was brought to them and they had that snow in a drink. They might have a glass of wine or a glass of fruit juice with that snow in it. And that was a nice drink. Now we, we, we have cold drinks every day, all day long, mm -hmm. but they did not. And so, so this snow from the mountain, the snow in a drink was something that was suitable for very wealthy people. This was, this was a, a rare commodity. So it, so what it's saying is, that 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 snow in the drink, that pleasantness of that snow in the drink is like a trusted messenger or it's a treat to those who send him. OK, it's like snow that cools a harvest drink. So is a messenger who can be trusted, a person that you can take confidence in. You can delight in them. Whoso, verse 14, whoso boasts himself a false gift is like clouds and winds without rain like clouds without water as vapor and winds without rain. So is he that boasts himself a false gift like clouds and winds that bring no rain is the man who boasts of gifts that he never gives a man that boasts of the things that he's going to do, but he doesn't clouds without water. Verse 15 by long forbearing is a prince persuaded and a soft tongue breaks the bone. When one is slow to anger, a ruler is persuaded and soft speech will break a bone. What does that mean? Or with patience, a ruler may be persuaded and a soft tongue can even break bones. Use gentle words. With patience. Yes. You can get a judge to see things your way. Okay. A soft tongue with patience will get you what you need. Don't be brutal. 
Okay, Dad, floor's yours. Okay. Father, thank you for your words. Thank you for your Holy Spirit's teaching. Thank you, Lord, that you have so graciously given us your word, Lord, to get wisdom. With wisdom to get understanding with understanding. With knowledge to get understanding. And Father, we're grateful to you for caring for us, loving us. We're grateful for our health. That you, Father, alone have given through Jesus Christ on the cross. And Father, we ask you, Lord, tonight to guide our paths. Teach us your ways, Lord, always. That we follow them in truth. That we will pay attention, Lord, to the word we've heard tonight, Father. I speak in truth. Let it be as refined as silver. Refined gold. And Father, we ask you, Lord, to bless Sky and Maria. I pray your strength, power over their home. Ask you, Lord, to bless John. Just keep him, Father, and put your arms around him and draw him to yourself. Pray for Aaron and Elise. Ask God your watch care over them. Pray, Lord, you would direct their paths, Lord, for their future. That you bless Tannis, Father, and draw him to yourself. I ask you, Lord, to minister to Jacob and Rachel, Father, and just direct these young men's minds, Lord, to stay on you, Father. I ask your blessings over Olivia. You would guide her life and her walk with you. Pray for Mel and Catherine and Cecilia. I lift up Kate to you, Father. Uh, we haven't even heard from her in several days. So, Father, we just pray, Lord, that you will guide her and lead her in her walk with you. I pray for Gwen and her Bible study tonight. I ask, Lord, that you will bless it and uh, guide, Lord, these women in their study of you. I pray, Father, for your Holy Spirit to hover over us and direct our paths and teach us your ways and lift up all of our family to you, Father. I ask God that you would minister into every heart, Lord, and guide every life. I lift up Sky and Maria's church to you, Father. I pray, Lord, you bless this pastor, that you will give him wisdom and insight, Lord, into your word. You will grow this church, Lord, now that they have removed themselves from the United Methodist, Father. I pray, Father, for our local church here, Father. I ask, Lord, that you will bless all of our family church family, Father, and as we pray, Father, for a uniting of the Word of God in this city, to cleanse this city, Lord, of all of its uh, culture of poverty and of the witchcraft that has come into this city over the years, we just pray, Lord, for a cleansing of all this city. ask you, Lord, to minister to our judges. It's so important, Lord, that our judges operate in faith and in truth. And, 
Lord, we, we pray your Holy Spirit over all of them. Ask you, Lord, to be with our Congress and our Senate and all of our lawmakers, Father, that, Lord, they would seek after your face. And, Lord, those that need to be removed to remove them from office, Father. And we just thank you, Lord. I praise you, Father, for all that you're doing. I pray your blessings over our president, Father. Your mighty hand be over him. And I lift up Israel to you, Father, that you would speak to the hearts of your leaders there, Father, that you bring them peace and joy for all of us, Lord. We pray in Jesus' precious name tonight. Amen. 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 Y'all take care. Right, good night, guys. Good Love you. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.